Isaiah 41.10 So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Maya Moments. I'm here with a dear friend of mine who I've had the opportunity to get to walk through this journey with life for the past couple of years. Um, and I'm just so honored to actually have her on the pod because she is bringing life into the world soon. So I'm so glad we were able to make this happen before baby girl got here. But anyway, with no other further ado needed, I'm here with Mele. Say hi to the people, Mele. Hi, people. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you today. So let's dive right in. Um, okay. I guess my first question to you would be, which is what I ask everybody to get it started, but where do you see the genesis of like the things that you do even today? Where do you see the genesis of that even in your childhood? Or maybe there was a moment that you saw yourself doing what you do, like has music and dance and just all the ways that you feel purpose. Has that always been something that you kind of dreamed about doing? Or do you see the remnants of it when you were a child and maybe it was like foreshadowed? Um, I think from when I was a child, I've always been into like the arts, like singing and dancing, growing up in, you know, a Polynesian household. That's something that we do on a daily basis. And then of course, you know, being a part of church where you're kind of expected to, to sing and dance <laughs> on a weekly basis. Um, and then of course, going through elementary, middle and high school, like I think I was fortunate enough to go to schools that actually had extracurricular activities like choir and um, color guard. Um, and that kind of just like kept that creativeness and the, I guess the dream to perform um, alive. But then of course, when I came to Liberty, I I even went to Liberty for a theater. <laughs> And which is really cool because um, I was able to actually do that for the first time, actually be on stage, be a part of the production. And I did a um, little shop of horrors. So I was one of the urchins and it was pretty cool to actually sing and dance and, you know, act a little bit. I'm not a great actress, but yeah, I'm not course. like you, <laughs> but you know, I faked it. Oh, <laughs> and then I guess from there, as time went on, um, you know, things happened. I ended up leaving school because um, we ended up getting pregnant with Armina. So it's like, as life happens, my dreams and my desires kind of changed and shifted as well. But, you know, the one thing that I came, that I always came back to was somehow either singing or dancing. And so after, even after her, like I went back to, to join Dietrich and that's like the hip hop dance crew at Liberty. And you know, I think it was a cool way to kind of like come back and be part of a community. And then also raising Armina within that she's seen me and her dad like dance since she's been a baby. So now as like an adult, <laughs> she, um, yeah. I've gotten into what is it, music management with um, Benny's music career and 
it's been on pause for a little bit because one because of covid but two he also moved back home so like being across the country is kind of hard to do a lot of things but at the same time yeah. too i was able we were able to like you know be part of streetlight sounds for a little bit um but now he's doing his own thing um which is okay and it kind of just makes things a little bit easier too to just focus on him again um and then now i work for the academy center of the arts here in lynchburg and it's honestly yes, honestly <laughs> been a blessing because one i get to stay within the arts community and two i i get to be behind the scenes again and i i don't know i i like being on stage but i think i rather see other people shine and give them opportunities to use their gifts and share their gifts with the world so i think at the end of the day i just i want to see other people walk in their purpose especially when it comes to like music, dancing, acting, whatever it is in that aspect. And I think um, even with leading worship at church, I've done that for <laughs> probably three-ish years now. Um, but yeah, like it's it's just something that's followed me my whole life. <laughs> so did I answer your question? <laughs> Yeah, I think you kind of answered it. I think you're saying like, even within your childhood, like you feel like the things that you were doing, even as a child, they're kind of reminiscent or throughout your creative journey, they're kind of reminiscent and they echo each other, if you will. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I think for a lot of creative people, that ends up being the case in one form or fashion and another. But I know mm -hmm. for some people, like, um, they never picked up a camera and then, like, they were just doing it as a hobby and then it, they found right. out that they were really talented about it. Right. So to know, like, you kind of almost, you weren't groomed, but in a sense, you you had that grooming process. And now what people see as evidence of that, it's just kind of fruits from a long journey. Um, yeah. I'm sure that other people can connect to that as well, because some of us, I, I think you what, you're one of the oldest in your family. Are you the I oldest? I am the oldest. Yes, I See, am the oldest. Like it's yeah, <laughs> me too. I think it's it's like when you are um when you're the oldest and you have a lot of responsibility on you cuz I only have one sibling, but you you have more siblings than me. <laughs> uh that that has a, that has a weight on it. Um and right. I'm sure it kind of groomed you in a way to just have that type of responsibility and understand what you were doing before you kind of even clicked like sometimes you just fall into stuff and you're like oh that's what I was doing the whole time yeah yeah I think with being for one being the eldest it like challenged me to either step out of my comfort zone or you know stay within the lane that my parents taught us and clearly I'm the rebel of the family. So I've broken all those rules. And if anything, I always, <laughs> well, they, if you know me, you know, <laughs> but um, I think because I've stepped out of my comfort zone, I've made it a lot easier for my siblings to come up after me and kind of be able to, to chase their own dreams. Cause you know, we're expected to go to to finish school and go to college and then get married and then have kids and all these things in a certain order. But I did a lot of things out of order. <laughs> so, um, but still seeing that I'm able to still pursue the things that, you know, God has placed on my heart and even pursue my dreams or see how my dreams have shifted into something else. I think my siblings kind of 
see that as like their oh if she can do it I can do it too type of thing which is why Senny and his whole music career is still a thing and because I know for sure that my parents didn't agree with that they want they wanted all of us to go to school and you know get some fancy job or whatever (laughs) but a lot of us are being more confident and bold I guess in stepping out and doing things that we're actually passionate about instead of settling and I think that's just a testament to kind of like where we are um culturally I think a lot more people are betting on themselves before they bet on like their education or anything else to be the way that they get to where they're going. Yeah. Um, that's encouraging. It's scary. I think mm-hmm. talking about the candid and transparent truth, which is like sometimes the obstacles in the way are going to be your parents who aren't going to be as supportive or agree with the choices that you make, mm-hmm. or maybe it's finances because just because you have a dream and you're trying to make it happen doesn't mean that that's going to translate to your bank account account or translate that the value that you feel that you bring to the table people are going to value that in in those ways and so that's a very uh chippy chippy like subject to break down but you did highlight on something that I, I I would be remiss not to talk about I think um when you got pregnant with Armina and if you guys don't know Armina she's like the coolest kid ever <laughs> but I just think uh seeing you in parenthood has been like honestly really it's been really inspiring for me and I know you know the part of the village that you have they probably have been able to tell you those things but just seeing like how Armina she's like she's not necessarily kept away from certain things like I know as parents it's probably hard to decide okay is this event meant for her or should I take her there or how am I gonna find a babysitter I can't go to that event but she's like really been around for pretty much like Armina's like the coolest kid ever like she she can like have fun Literally, she can have fun with her parents. And (laughs) I think that's that's really rare that you see like parents grooming their child to have fun, like in those ways and that they can have that bond and that relationship even at a young age. So like what goes into like, what have you learned or what have you like kind of just made the choice of doing as being a parent um, to just like foster that? Cause I feel like it's not really, I don't see it a lot or I haven't seen it a lot. So is that a choice that you saw someone else make that you kind of like mm-hmm. took it as advice or is that just a choice you um, made as parents to like be instrumental for that for her? Yeah. Um, I think for one, it was more so we don't have any other options, so she has to go with us type of thing. Um, of course, we wouldn't just take her to some bar or a club. Never. Um, no, 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 no. If it was clearly not, you know, age appropriate. But, but like, she's, you know, with all the concerts that the boys have put on out here, like, she's literally been at every concert she and show has. every, you know, um, what is it? listening party and you know and and I think um looking back at it now it's like wow she's really gotten to experience a lot of things that I didn't get to experience until I was an adult Mm, so it's almost like wow you have lived life and you're only eight years old (laughs) and it's and it's cool too (laughs) like she's traveled to so many places um and I think just being able to experience art like firsthand and 
different cultures and experience different people. I think it's, she'll look back at it and be like, oh, wow, I, my parents didn't shelter me or, yeah. you know, I didn't get yeah, to do this good. because I was a baby or whatever. So, and even with this job now, like it's, it's such a blessing because yes. I don't have to worry about finding a sitter because they let me bring her to work, <laughs> especially wow, during the summer. This has probably beautiful. been the most stress-free summer ever because one, I get to put her in camp if I wanted to, but two, she can come to the office with me or I can work from home and they're totally wow. okay with that. So anytime like we have events or like shows, concerts, um, she gets to go with me. So it just continues that cycle of being able to, to see things firsthand and to be able to experience the behind the stage and in front of the stage. So I think as a kid, I would be, you know, I hope she remembers she all of this stuff too. when she gets older because it's not a no, lot of kids get to do that. And she's so cultured in so many different ways. Like the culture that she has in her DNA yeah. for one, like she's Tongan and Liberian. <laughs> like those are very like strong roots mm-hmm. and strong yeah. cultures and so rich. Um, And she's like evidence of that right. when you look at her, just right. one of the most beautiful kids you'll ever meet. Um, And then she has this like fierce like just strength about her that I think she had even when she was little like over the years that I've gotten to know her she she's always had this strength and it's almost like I know she's not always sure of herself but she's confident in the way that she walks into the world and it's beautiful to see um and I think like she doesn't understand how cool she is. She probably doesn't. She doesn't realize like all the other kids do not get to be <laughs> like going to the concerts and like got lit right. community around her like she does. But um, I know when I think about my ch- mm-hmm. childhood and things of that nature and like, why am I the way that I am today? I go back to those places like, oh, I was like kind of groomed in this. Like I didn't even connect the dots. So uh, regardless mm-hmm. of the journey that she decides to take in life, whether that's like being creative in the way that she's been exposed to or not, like that's right. that's really cool that she gets to say like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I my first concert I was like four, <laughs> maybe younger, you know, like she's been she's right. been there, okay, she's gonna be very critical of art. None of these little rappers or nobody out here can be like, yes. oh yeah, I, I got you, no, no. <laughs> oh gosh okay (laughs) and and you know what's funny what's funny is she actually knows she she's already doing that like we'll go you know we'll randomly be at a concert or something and if something sounds off (laughs) she makes a face so it's like I can't even like hide that because we look at each other and laugh so she already knows what is good and what is bad so <laughs> exactly. Now, do they really put this out? Like, what is this? Do they really do this? Wow. <laughs> um, right, and you know, and kids, kids are blunt, so kids don't care. They so. don't have any filters, so they will hurt so. your feelings. Goodness gracious. Okay, so. Um, in your journey, you talked about how you, uh, you had initially like became a theater major what went all into Mm -hmm. you like declaring a major that was creative like you said culturally that you know you have there's an expectation at least that you get a degree that might 
actually set you up for success <laughs> in terms of like a job. Truly, the reality is mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what degree you get nowadays. There's no guarantee you're going to get the job. But being realistic and just right. talking about like expectations and cultures, like what all went into your decision making um, and why did you choose Liberty and why did you choose that degree? I chose Liberty because it was the farthest school from California. <laughs> I, um, I really, <laughs> I really wanted to leave home. Um, but at the same time too, my dad actually went to Liberty. So he was more at peace with me going somewhere where he was familiar with. So. so, you know, when it happened, I was like, Oh, I'm going to Liberty. <laughs> So, you know, I got to go somewhere where he actually approved of. And at the same time, too, I got to go away (laughs) from my family, Um, in which I think has helped me kind of become more independent. Um, Because I think if I had stayed near home, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at (laughs) now. Like I would have just gotten too comfortable or settled for some, you know, the typical jobs that a lot of my family members have, not that it's a bad thing, but I probably wouldn't have, you know, pursued something that I was actually right. passionate about. Um, and theater, I think I really, I wanted to um, put the two, you know, dancing and singing together. So when they presented, you know, musical yeah, theater, I was musical like, oh, theater. I can do that because I like to sing and I like to dance. So it was like the perfect combination. Um, but of course, I think now they have, you can pretty much make up your own major. But that was why I was drawn to that because I was able to combine the two things that I actually really enjoyed and loved. That so, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when I went, I didn't realize anything that I was doing. I just made the decision to do them. And then after, like now looking back, I'm like, Oh, interesting. Not that I wasn't sure of doing theater major, but I didn't realize what actually studying theater all was. Um, I just knew I wanted to do some type of acting major because that's what I felt called to. And I'm I'm glad that I did. I grew right. a lot in it, but I absolutely could see the reason why you would have chosen in musical theater. It it absolutely encapsulates what you do greatly. So it makes sense. Okay, so... I know you've been candid about this in the past and I'm interested to just know, um, I don't know, like your, where you're at in your journey of motherhood, because I know when you kind of briefly talked about it, you had, um, you were a part of school, you stepped away from school because you had gotten pregnant. Um, and I know that you like, you did poetry, you were doing spoken word or poetry for a time. So like, was that something that you had always done or was it a place of like a uh, comfort almost that you were able to journal during some times that you just needed to like, you know, just empty kind of yourself? And then where, how do you feel now? Like how is this, this season of pregnancy been compared to <laughs> like the last one? And have you like learned anything um or would you like give wisdom to anybody that may be kind of where you were at in those seasons of your life? Yeah. Um, I think with becoming a mom at 21 and, you know, out of nowhere, it was definitely more disappointing in myself 
or, you know, I was disappointed in the things that I chose to do. Of course, everything had consequences. Um, So I didn't enjoy that season at all. Um, And and looking back to, I wish I would have. Like, I don't have pictures of me pregnant with Armina like that. I don't, I didn't do a lot of things because I just felt a lot of shame and guilt so it's like I I had to hide and especially going to school at Liberty it you know that was like a big (laughs) no-no um so it was like I had to to one figure out how to keep going with school or and how to not show that I was pregnant I, I did poetry and I think from that it was just my way of kind of like expressing how I truly felt and sharing my story because I didn't realize that a lot of a lot of other moms and single moms at that related to it and I think just being able to be transparent about it helped me heal and it helped others heal I didn't realize how a lot of people would be touched by my story or even be able to relate to it because coming from a very traditional conservative home where you know you're expected to do things at a certain in a certain order. So of course, when I had to tell my parents about the news, they were very disappointed. And um, thank God we've worked through a lot of that. So like our relationship now has gotten a lot better. Um, And then even with this pregnancy, it's unexpected again, (laughs) but I, I decided to, to choose to enjoy it rather than, you know, hide all over again (laughs) I'm about to be 30 it's not like I was 18 or even younger um yeah so and that was the other thing too is like people pointed out they're like Mela you're a grown woman like things happen and like why why are you afraid type of thing so I decided that with this time around I would enjoy it so I've I'm trying to you know wake up and choose joy and even though some days are harder than others it's I think having Armina here reminds me that like I can make the best of any any situation and the fact that she's excited about having a sibling also helps me too (laughs) because I of course you know wanted to hide and run away and do you know just I I felt myself going back into a very dark season seriously thank God for community <laughs> and for people that, you know, are able to speak life into my situations. Cause yeah. if not, <laughs> I'd be somewhere else. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's definitely different. I and that. I, and even now too, I'm finding myself writing again. I, I don't know why I stopped. I think I stopped because when I, mm. when I sense that my writing is out of, a dark place I don't write but I think I'm slowly coming out of that so I'm writing again a lot of it is just super personal but at the same time too I know that with how my story with Armina touched so many people I know that with this time around it would do the same thing if not more because I don't know. I really sometimes I'm like, God, why, <laughs> why am I going through this again? Type uh, of thing. But I think you know. I think that's at real the end of the though. day, like at the end of the day, <laughs> most people don't have the 
cookie cutter traditional way that things just fall into place um and so I think just being like owning your testimony is beautiful to see and I'm grateful that you did choose and you are choosing joy um because yeah it's it's not easy but it's the most fruitful um and it's edifying honestly it is edifying um what are i know you ha- have now stepped into this new position at the academy um and so how has that been helpful or insightful or anything like I know you probably do enjoy your job just from the simple fact of you know being able to bring uh your your daughter there but like from a creative point of view or from a purpose point of view what has that been like in that journey like kind of doing both professional creativity like that I, that seems like yeah. a dream job you know <laughs> like being able to step on step in and getting paid to like kind of do some of the things that you enjoy or be around that atmosphere of other creatives other people doing things like how has that been been, it's like I actually enjoy going to work that's how much I like my job and from my position specifically I work um, closely with our education team so I learned a lot about what we offer and it's not just putting on shows or hosting, you know, touring companies. We actually teach classes. We offer classes, right. especially to the community and kids who can't afford to take our classes. So um, this past spring, I was actually in charge of this program called Plates and Paints, where we provide um, basically a, a dinner and an art lesson and um we literally provide them with everything and it's completely free oh. to families so we try to like help out the low income families so wow. it's been really cool to you know teach them the basics of art and paint and color theory and also teach them a nutritional how to have you know how to cook a nutritional meal and so i think being able to see that and do that firsthand right. has has given me a new appreciation to what we do because one, people don't know that we offer that. And two, I think a lot of the community around here, yeah, they have no clue. And it's like, (laughs) they just think of the theater as, you know, some place for bougie people to go to with lots of money. But like we have programs and we have scholarships that allow people who can't afford it to do things. And, um, we, and, and that's like a big part of my job. So it's like, giving back to the community, um, connecting with the right community leaders to make sure that they know we have these things to offer. And if not, how can we work together to kind of, you know, come up with a solution? So it's been really cool to work behind the scenes and see that and and see the families actually enjoy the things that they get to do um, together and not have to worry about paying, you know, an arm and a leg to do something when you know everybody should be given the opportunity to see a show for free or take a class for free even receive a meal and like when I tell you we provide that we provide everything for that it blows my mind but at at the end of the day it's like I feel so good about myself because it's like we literally give them all the kitchen supplies all the food the ingredients all the art supplies and it's 
it, it's really cool. And then at the end of the day, the kids are like, oh, I really like this meal. or I really like this picture that we painted. So it just makes my heart happy that we get to actually help them and see yeah. the outcome of that. <laughs> yeah. Like you're educating them about mm-hmm. the arts, which is a lot of times something that uh, low income and and people that are lived in impoverished areas or just d- due to a lot of different circumstances, they're not always privy to get just a right. simple color theory or art theory class which could be very fun or it could be like just a seed Mm -hmm. that's being planted there but also on top of that like providing a a need for another need um meaning like a physical need that they may be hungry so just being that if they're hungry they're not going to really take in this full moment but like if we provide the meal, they'll exactly. be able to eat, they'll enjoy their meal, and then they can learn something that will actually might be something that mm-hmm. might bring them joy, might bring them a career, might just bring them some type of like solace um, in whatever, whether it's happy times or sad times or in between, like that's beautiful. I wish that my community mm-hmm. had that. And I talk about this as well. Like I feel like learning about theater, the culture about theater I think a lot of people think I would know more because like I'm from the San Francisco Bay area, but I learned the most while I was in Lynchburg, honestly speaking. Um, And like, you would think bigger cities had these type of like, and I'm not to say that they don't, I really haven't seen any I've researched, I've tried to like fill in the gaps, but I haven't seen the type of education um, or just the type of like community that I've found like in the arts community Mm -hmm. down there in Lynchburg. And it's beautiful, honestly, like, to see the ways that people are able to connect with theater, especially like people that aren't white. Honestly, I feel like people that aren't white, white is usually what you see a lot of in the theater community. And it's kind of hard to see any person of color or a person that is black, like in those positions. So to see like those communities be mm-hmm. represented, like, like into the Heights, yeah. which you were a part of at the Academy and, and like the, other shows that I've seen it's it's really beautiful and I'm I'm thankful I I, personally I'm a fan of the academy I really love the academy they kind of gave me my first push before um I have Joshua Carter on for this season and we talked about it like that was honestly the first show that I was on stage for when I was in Lynchburg and I was a theater major and so being on the academy stage was the first wow. stage that I actually got to be on in Lynchburg. It wasn't it wasn't anything at Liberty. So I, I I'm forever grateful. And then I got to do some other things there. But it's just like I I I don't think that people in the arts understand the how much in the arts community the academy is just like a hub for so many artists in different disciplines to yeah. be on acting. Um but yeah it's beautiful. Yeah, it. I I think with leaving the Liberty bubble and then kind of shifting careers into this, it's really. I didn't realize how one how a lot of people love the arts and two, the opportunities that not a lot of people know of because, you know, they don't have people there to represent themselves and. I, I'm I'm so glad that yeah. you know my director is a black woman and I get to work literally right under her and it's been so it's been so cool because not only has she like taken me under her wing she continues to like give me gems throughout the the work week of like you know 
how to how to behave in front of rich white folk with a lot of money and and like and even when things are you (laughs) know even when things are not going as planned you still gotta put on that face and pretend like it is and we will fix it like as a minority we we don't get a lot of opportunities to like mingle within those crowds but being able to be in this position and kind of seeing that on a on a weekly basis has taught me a lot on you know professionalism and how to carry myself and and knowing when to speak up and when to to just leave it alone and let the others <laughs> take care of it. So it's been yeah. really cool to kind of like see <laughs> both sides of it all. And so I like this job literally has been a blessing. Yeah. So I hope to be here <laughs> for a while. I love, that. <laughs> I love that for you though. I love that for you. Okay. So um, what, does being creatively purposed like when you hear that like what does that mean to you or what comes to mind when you think of that statement um I think being creatively purposed is for one knowing what God has called you to do and then I guess (laughs) finding a way to do it that no other person is able to do I guess because of being in the arts and growing up within that it's just given me more of a passion to figure out different ways to present it to other people and to show them and inspire them that you know we don't it's not a cookie cutter type of plan but like you can make it what you want it to be um as an artist it's literally just you know being confident in the things that God has called you to do And then also not being afraid to tell your story. I think that was also one thing that I hid for a long time is the fact that, oh, I did all these things. Nobody wants to hear my story type of thing. But now as an adult, I think with just being able to be transparent and vulnerable with people, it's allowed them to see how, you know, God has truly worked in you and through you. And, you know, it shows in the fruits that you reap. So it's like, if I'm not doing anything with the gifts that I have, then everything else around me would die. So I think that's just part of being creatively purpose is knowing what your calling is and not afraid to share your story. And I think that's why with this pregnancy too, I'm making it more of choosing to share, but not too much. (laughs) Um, but also to, to show, yeah. you know, cause who knows where a year from today I'll be at, but I know that I'll be able to get through it just like how I've gotten through the first yeah. pregnancy. So it's, it's yeah. being bold enough to not yeah. be afraid, even though I do a lot of things afraid, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I mean, Hey, you, sometimes you have to push through and just do it afraid do it fearful do it anxious but you have to just do it because that's really just where you're at um but wow I love that lastly but not least your role at Hill City shout out to Hill City I love Hill City so much your work there has been um 
honestly speaking, I think since you've taken over like the music, like it's just, it's been just, wow. Like <laughs> I've been, I was a part of Hill City like one year after the merger, like a couple months after the merger. And so um, I've seen the journey of the music journey. And when you became a part of it, I think you, from what I could feel from the pew, I feel like you you just kind of infused some new voices, some new sounds, and really kind of just made it a place of like welcoming. Like it's not just one particular genre you do or one particular like group of people that are always on stage, honestly. So what has it been like in that role at Hill City and being over the worship department and like was that something that you saw yourself doing or did you kind of just fall into it? <laughs> so it's funny. Okay. So um, before I was at Hill City, I was actually at a different church. And what's funny is that Pastor James and Sarah, they had asked me to join and come help, you know, lead their worship. And the thing yeah. was too, like he only did that because he saw me perform at Lynchstock which was a music festival that Lynchburg used to have years ago. It's not around anymore. But yeah. um, from that one piece, they're like, oh, maybe you be able to do our worship. But of course, <laughs> I disqualified myself because I was like, I don't, I really don't know what I'm doing type of thing. So hilarious. We, I know. <laughs> so then we went to a different <laughs> church for about a year. And then um, we things were just kind of like falling out of place. So we decided to leave. And then we ended up at Hill City. Um, and I've been there for, I really don't know how long anymore. It's been a long it was, time. Yeah, it's been a long time. So like, I think right after the merger, and then we went through so many different leaders. And now we have Pastor Jeremy as our worship pastor. And honestly, he's taken the team to a new level. So you saying that I did yeah. that, like, no, that's that's not me. <laughs> Um, oh, but it's okay. been really we'll give, cool. Give Pastor Jeremy his flowers. <laughs> right, right. Because he's, you know, he's a musical genius behind it all. And I honestly couldn't do any of that, but I'll recruit people. <laughs> hey. um, so I think that's where, you know, a lot of growth has, um, has happened. And, you know, with being a college town, it's been, it's been hard to kind of have like yeah. a consistent team. But thankfully, we've been able to, you know, lock down our band. So that actually sounds consistent and, you know, we'll filter out the students yeah. as they come and go. But it's been really awesome. It's taught me a lot, um, especially about leadership and how to lead others. And there's been a lot of good and a lot of bad. And, you know, that comes with yeah. any, any role that you're in, especially when you have to lead other people. It's like figuring out you know yeah the expectations and even unspoken expectations and how a lot of people thought mm. that you would literally hold their hand and it's like I don't have the capacity to do that yeah <laughs> so it's like <laughs> it and that that was like another thing too that I had to learn quickly is that a lot of people expected so much out of you and so mm. it was kind of like a, a make or break for those that were coming and going and those who wanted mm -hmm. to serve and, you know, learning to filter out the people who were truly there to serve and the people who just wanted to be seen. Right. And so it, right. it's like, where's your heart type of thing? And yeah, we had 
we had to let go a lot of people. <laughs> we had to have a lot of hard conversations with a lot of people. So I think part of that has also taught me on how to deal with a lot of different personalities. So it's it's, yeah. it's a tough job <laughs> and to have to do it on a weekly yeah, basis. I can imagine. <laughs> it can be draining <laughs> at times if you're not careful. So but I'm I'm thankful yeah. that as I'm kind of like heading out to, you know, maternity leave and be away from that, I think um, the right people are slowly stepping up. They're, you know, you can tell because they're faithful and they've been serving from the beginning and, you know, they don't expect anything out of you other than just the fact that they can serve you and serve others. And um, I'm grateful for the help that I have now because then it's like, oh, I can actually step away and not have to worry. So I think that's mm-hmm. where I'm at with as far as, you know, leading worship and being a part of that. It's, it's been a blessing and it's taught me a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, I can only imagine doing leadership in ministry and a church is um, it's not for the the weak or the strong alike. So uh, you really have to lean into the Lord and the Holy Spirit to help you lead because you have to be mindful of, you can't just, you know, go on tangents or like be, or do everything that you will want to do in the flesh. You have to check yourself about how you lead at the same way that you have to be mindful and a good leader and a good um like cultivator of community, even when things aren't going that way. So kudos to you. God bless you and continue to <laughs> bless you in that area. Um, thank you so much for coming on. I'm, I'm don't be a stranger. I think we'll have to have you on again. Um, but I just think it's, it was such a timely um, podcast episode to just have you on to talk about your journey and what it's looked like for you. And honestly, if you have anything else you would like to like add to the conversation or you want to leave us with something, please feel free to. Um, I think I'll just leave y'all with don't be afraid to share your story, no matter how messed up you think it is. You'd be surprised that a lot of people can relate to the broken parts of you and that and and I'm just and I'm talking to myself mostly <laughs> um but I I realized that that has been like my saving grace of sharing my story and being able to to see how far I've come from it so I hope that you get nothing out of this <laughs> that you can, you know, walk in your purpose and be bold about sharing your story, even if it's not perfect to other people. Somebody out there will be able to take something and run with it. So thank you for having me. Um, Absolutely. (laughs) It's been an honor and I'm glad to finally be part of Maya Moments. (laughs) It's been really cool. So So thank you. Of course. Thank you so much for gracing. If you would like to follow Male and her journey, um, I will leave all the links for all the ways you can support her um, in the description of this episode. Um, you can follow her journey into a mommy of two now. 
um, and just whatever other life's um, journey has to offer her. And uh, again, thank you so much for being on Mele and we will see you in the next pod. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.